0: Well, hey, it's Friday, Friday, February 18th, 2022, Friday, February 18th, 2022. Uh, it's been a long week for me. I know it's been a short week for you, but it's been a long week for me. Uh, I hope you're having, I hope you had a good week though. And don't forget today is Friday. So don't forget to look for that flaming ball of crap left on your doorstep. Uh, that's when, uh, um, congressmen or senators or the president or the White House in some way leaves some bit of information that they were waiting to f- till Friday to release in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. It happens sometimes. It happened a lot more during the Trump administration, let me tell you. Uh, but uh, look for it today. There, there, there could be something dropped on your doorstep. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Don't step on it. That's all I got to say. Briefly, Republican uh, Minnesota Congressman Jim Hagedorn uh, died at age 59 from kidney cancer. Uh, His seat will uh, uh, come up uh, for election probably in the uh, uh, next couple of months. They're going to have a primary, I suppose, but we'll see what happens. Uh, It's different. Every state has different state laws. They might appoint someone. I I don't know what's going to happen. PVTV. Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, If you can, uh, bring someone along with you today or this weekend or whenever. Tell them, hey, check this guy out. He's going to really annoy you. Uh, tweet, uh, tweet to me questions or insights or fights at cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe you want to school me on something or tell me about a story I'm not covering. Hey, I'd appreciate it. I'd, i love to hear about stories I'm not covering. Uh, a lot of times people think I'm not covering a story and it's just that I covered it like two months ago and they're seeing it for the first time and they say, Oh, this is important. <laughs> anyway, the news is getting so tight around Trump's bright orange neck that his face is turning a beautiful purple, uh, well, beautiful purple orange, like a pale chestnut color, sort of. Kind of hard to describe purple orange. I I don't know. Is that chestnut? I don't know. (laughs) A New York judge ruled yesterday that Trump, as well as his children, Ivanka and Don Jr., must sit for depositions in the New York Attorney General's civil investigation of their business practices within three weeks. I mean, un- un- unless they're going to challenge Of course they're going to challenge it. Somehow they're going to challenge it. But a judge is going to say, nope, sorry. <laughs> New York Supreme Court Judge Arthur Anger- Angerin. Um also rejected an attempt to freeze the work of A.G. Letitia James, who was investigating whether Trump misled uh, lenders, insurers, and other uh, in his family business and financial statements. Uh, yeah, uh, Trump was saying, oh, yeah, she, it's, it's partisan. It's a partisan hack. She's at- attacking me partisanly, and it needs to be frozen. And, and the judge said, yeah, right. <laughs> While he, uh, he was president, you and I, talked about how the New York case would be his downfall. We talked about it many times uh, because New York as a state has more power than they do at the federal level, believe it or not. On several occasions during the two-hour hearing yesterday, the judge figuratively (laughs) rolled his eyes. You know how I'm literally annoyed when people use literally incorrectly. Anyway, he figuratively rolled his eyes at Trump's arguments that uh, sitting for testimony in the civil litigation would undermine their constitu- his and his children's constitutional right. <laughs> oh my God, I have I have the right to defraud everyone for my benefit. Wah wah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Judge Engerin said uh, their argument completely missed the mark and that they would uh, they could refuse to answer by claiming the fifth if they wanted to. You know? Engron uh, wrote, The idea that an accounting firm's announcement that no one should rely on a decade's worth of financial statements it issued based on the numbers submitted by an entity somehow exonerates that entity and renders an investigation into its practices as moot is reminiscent of Lewis Carroll, when I use the word Humpty Dumpty said, it means just what I chose it to mean. Neither more nor less. <laughs> wow. George Orwell. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. And alternative facts. I love when a judge uh, quotes George Orwell. Uh, yeah. Uh, um... Because of that statement we talked about from from his uh, um, uh, law firm, I mean not his law firm, his accounting firm, that that he he is held blameless now and the case should be dropped. Right, it's it's actually more proof that you're guilty. <laughs> like I said, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, uh, and and that's from the judge. Uh, the judge added to proclaim that. Uh, uh, Mazars, red flag warning that the Trump financial statements are unreliable suddenly renders the uh, Office of Attorney General's longstanding investigation moot is as audacious as it is preposterous. That's literally what the judge wrote. <laughs> oh, man, this is hilarious. Uh, Inger, uh further wrote, in the final analysis, analysis, a state attorney general commences investigating a business entity, uncovers un- copious evidence of possible financial fraud, and wants to question under oath several of the entity's principles, including its namesake. She has the clear right to do so. Man, strongly worded. I, I keep telling you. I keep telling you. Football is nice. Baseball is nice, but there's bigger hits in politics. And this isn't even politics. This is just the ver- the French. It's not really politics. It's just... <laughs> oh, man. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. This is just too awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the U.S. yesterday accused Russia of having expelled the second most senior diplomat, diplomat at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow without any justification calling it an escalatory move. Uh, a State Department spokesman said Bart Gorman, the U.S. Deputy Chief, was expelled from the Capitol yesterday. A spokesman said Russia's action against Gorman was unprovoked and we consider this an escalatory step and are considering our response. Um, you know, uh, we uh, kicked some people out of the Russian uh, Uh, in the United States, uh, out of the Russian embassy, uh, like six months ago or a year ago or something. And they're saying it's retaliation for that. But it's kind of, the timing is kind of weird, don't you think? Uh, You know there will be a a course, of course, be a retaliation at the Russian embassy in Washington. Again, there will be more people kicked out. Uh, The Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs confirmed the expulsion and said it came in response to U.S. orders ...from Russian diplomats to leave the U.S. at the end of last month. Uh, Kamala Harris is meeting President Zelensky in Munich, Germany. Uh, I think this may be a bad time for the president of Ukraine to leave his country unattended. Uh, uh, But uh, that's that's on him, man. Um, But I guess Kamala Harris didn't want to go. She was a bit of a pussy and didn't want to go to Ukraine... You know, Uh, moving on. The House of Representatives voted last week on a bipartisan basis to approve the measure known as the Continuing Resolution, or CR for short, to extend government funding through March 11th. Uh, The Senate voted yesterday to pass the stopgap bill to avert a shutdown at the end of the week when government funding has been set to expire. Uh, It can now be sent to Biden's desk to be signed into law. The bill passed in the Senate by a total of 65 to 27. Of course, Republicans were against it. Trump Republicans. Uh, Lawmakers are also working to lock in a broader full-year spending package, but have said they needed more time to finish and, as a result, needed a short-term funding extension to avert the shutdown. Uh, Republicans have been filing behind Liz Cheney's opponent uh, with support in an attempt to unseat the conservative Liz Cheney, the conservative uh, Dick Cheney's uh, daughter. House Minority Leader McCarthy and nutjob Trump supporter Elise Stefanik has endorsed Harriet Hagman. The Trump-backed opponent of incumbent Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming, uh, Stefanik took Liz Cheney's place on the number three re- uh, as the number three Republican in the House, even though she was just elected. Uh, she, uh, this 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 woman is a ladder climber. Uh, the Repo- Republican Party is in serious trouble if Stefanik is that high up. They really are. Uh, moving on to Canada. Uh, Police began arresting protesters in a bid to break the three-week siege of the capital, uh, Canada's capital, by truckers angry over the country's COVID-19 restrictions. Some just surrendered and some had to be removed in handcuffs. Uh, It started late yesterday when they arrested two protest leaders. Then they sealed off much of the downtown area to keep others out while they did their job. Ottawa police made it clear yesterday... They were preparing to end the protest and remove the more than 300 trucks. With Ottawa's interim police chief warning, action is imminent. That was yesterday. Uh, this is after, after uh, of course, Trudeau, uh, Trudeau um, invoked Canada's Emergencies Act, which empowers law enforcement authorities to declare the blockades illegal, tow-away trucks, arrest drivers, suspend their licenses, and freeze their bank accounts. So it is serious stuff. Uh, moving on, I, the reason I was waiting to give my report this morning, I, and I'm so late with it, is I was waiting for this, this uh, Kim Potter trial to finish up because the defense attorney went on and on and on and on. It was annoying. Um the cop, Kim Potter, who shot uh, Dante Wright, claiming she thought she was using a taser was sentenced this morning. Um uh, his family, Dante White, uh, Wright's family was allowed to make statements. All statements came with tears as they read from them. Uh the it, the the mother's uh, statement was particularly moving. The judge said Kim Potter's actions were not intended, which makes the case less serious. She compared Kim Potter's actions to Derek Chauvin's only to point out they weren't even close. Kim Potter got 24 months, 16 months in prison, and eight months house arrest with 60 days of time served as credit, because she's already been in for 60 days. (coughs) This means, of course, that cops can now pull their gun and yell taser, taser, taser before murdering you. So be careful. Moving on. A Texas grand jury indicted 19 Austin police officers on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon for their actions during uh, the 2020 protests over racial injustice. Uh, Austin Police Association President Ken Cassidy uh, confirmed, 19 officers are facing charges but did not have details. Uh, word of the indictment came hours after Austin City leaders approved paying $10 million to two people injured by police in the uh, protest, including a college student who suffered brain damage after an officer shot him with a beanbag round. It struck his head. He he wasn't the only one struck in the head. Another one had a broken jaw. Uh, $8 million went to the uh, student. Uh, Jose Garza, the DA for Travis County, which includes Austin, spoke. Austin, Austin, by the way, progressive area of Texas. I've always said the only problem with Austin is you have to go through Texas to get there. Um. Anyway, he uh uh uh, uh Jose Garza, the DA for Travis County, uh spoke to journalists uh yesterday afternoon about the grand jury investigation, but gave no specifics about it. Uh, They're not allowed to. Prosecutors have not identified any of the officers facing charges. Uh, Texas law requires that an indictment remain secret and sealed until an officer has been arrested. Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon when committed by a public servant could carry a sentence of up to life in prison. I doubt that'll happen. This is Texas. Moving on. In New York, at Amazon's biggest warehouse, Amazon had a mandatory anti-union meeting. Uh, Leaked Audio has an Amazon official warning workers that if they unionize, pay and conditions could become worse with salary negotiations possibly starting at minimum wage. Uh, The the Amazon representative, uh, she said, the uh, negotiation phase of the process is called collective bargaining and in the negotia- in the negotiation, there are no guarantees. You can end up with better, the same, or worse than you already have. This is a scare tactic. After being asked to clarify, she said, there are no guarantees as to what would happen, right? You can make any prom- uh, you can't make any promises. Things get better or stay the same. They could get worse. We can't promise what's going to happen. Amazon can't promise you that they aren't going to walk into the negotiations and that the negotiations will start from the same pay and benefits workers have already. They could start from minimum wage, for instance. I don't think that will happen, but it's a possibility. There... That was... Yeah, you should not be saying that at a meeting. There are roughly 9,000 workers... At the Staten Island facility, where they are currently in the midst of a union drive, following months of organizing, the Amazon Labor Union, the ALU, uh, in January collected enough signatures to file for a union vote with the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB. Uh, Motherboard reported Wednesday's anti-union meeting occurred on the same day Amazon and ALU reached a tentative stipulated agreement for the terms of a union election that will be held at jfk eight uh jfk eight is the name of the uh that fulfillment center the biggest one in new york the in-person election is scheduled for march 25th through march 30th frank curl an uh attorney representing worker activists at jfk eight said that the amazon union buster makes the threat and tries to walk it back but once you've poisoned the well you can't take it back under the national labor relations act and by the way amazon is already in in trouble and the nlrb can investigate them without going to court to ask permission first that's how bad they've been doing things isn't it amazon that that was that, that they said that that the nlrb could do that i believe it was Under the National Labor uh, Relations Act, it is illegal for employers to prevent, interfere with, or retaliate against employees' unionization efforts. He continued, even though she realized she made a mistake in making the threat, it doesn't mean the threat wasn't made and heard by all the workers who were forced to sit in on that session. It was a required meeting. It's against the law and an unfair labor practice to make a threat of reprisal, which is what that was considered. The Amazon official also apparently tried to dissuade workers from voting to unionize by saying, you will be liable to pay union dues or another representation fee. Everyone is liable to pay those union fees. You can't opt out and everyone will have to follow what's negotiated, even if you don't like what's in it. Electing a union is not like trying out a Netflix, Netflix subscription for 30 days. It's very difficult to unelect a union once you've elected them. This is all a statement from that Amazon representative, and it's really bad. And that, the election has significant and binding consequences, not just for yourselves, but for future associates, your co-workers, and potentially your family. Wow. Uh, you know, NLRB is going to get a complaint about this. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Uh, moving on. Uh, glo- to a global warm uh, warming warning. <laughs> As usual uh, in the UK and the US... Uh, storm Eunice tore down rooftops and trees, crushed cars, and sent planes skidding on London's runways as millions of people across the the UK tried to stay secure in their homes. The UK Met uh, Met Office expanded its rare danger-to-life weather alert this morning to include most of the south of England and some of Wales before Eunice picked up speed with winds as high as... 122 miles per hour. This is a storm. This isn't a hurricane or a tropical depression. This is just a storm. Uh, And 122 miles per per hour, the fastest on record in England. It's just going to get worse, people. I'm telling you, man. While that happened, here across the pond, on the other side of the pond, Uh, That winter storm that stirred up tornadoes in the south yesterday trekked up through the northeast on Friday morning, bringing a wintry mist of gusty winds, snow and ice. Two tornadoes touched down about 30 miles north of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. A third tornado was reported in Pell City, east of Birmingham. Uh, This morning, almost 180,000 homes and businesses across Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New York, Massachusetts and Maryland were without power, and several hundred flights were canceled. Severe weather warnings are still in the Northeast, including frigid temperatures as far south as the Central Coast, including DC. So, have you noticed cars have gotten really expensive uh, and are selling at higher than suggested retail uh, right now because of of the shortage, the chip shortage, all sorts of uh, supply chains uh, problems. Were you looking for a Porsche? I'm just asking. Are you looking to buy a Porsche? A Porsche, for those who like to say it that way. A cargo ship with 1,100 Porsches and other luxury cars is burning and adrift in the middle of the Atlantic. It looks like that car you ordered may be late by six or eight months or maybe a year. You may want to cancel that order and instead, order a 2023 model. You might get it by 2024. <laughs> moving on, you shouldn't be buying a Porsche anyway. You know what? It's such a waste of money. It's it's an okay car, but it's not that good of a car, really. Uh, moving on to uh, though, I, I, I do they, Don't they have an electric version now? I think they do. The Justice Department is launching a new initiative aimed uh, speaking of of supply chain issues and rising prices, the Justice Department is launching a new initiative aimed at identifying companies that exploit supply chain disruptions in the U.S. to make increased profits in violation of federal antitrust laws. Uh, The program being unveiled, uh, uh, unveiled yesterday by the Justice Department's Antitrust Division and the FBI comes amid ongoing supply chain struggles and labor shortages in the U.S. that have plagued retailers for more than two years, you know, because of the pandemic. Uh, The Justice Department said, uh, Justice Department lawyers worry that companies may seek to exploit supply chain disruptions for their own illicit gain. Assistant Attorney General Jonathan Cantor, who runs the the department's antitrust division, said, Temporary supply chain disruptions should not be allowed to conceal illegal conduct. The antitrust division will not allow companies to collude in order to overcharge uh, consumers under the guise of supply chain disruptions. Now, if you follow me on Twitter... You'll see my statement from a couple weeks ago. You mean to tell me what we said, what you and I said way back then, that this bout with inflation is a false flag operation so corporations can reap profits, profits expand pay for executives, buy back their stocks, and reduce the pay-to-cost-of-living uh, uh, level for employees, that it's all true, that that's what they're doing. See how smart you and I are? We know what's going on, right? Moving on. Yesterday, I tried to get on Instagram and I got this annoying message. Did you get that annoying message on Instagram? Meta owner of Instagram began enforcing a requirement that you give your birthday. And boy, were people angry on Twitter. Of course, you can lie, as I did. I said, I, uh, uh, <laughs> and you, you, can, you can say you were born January 1st, 1902. Apparently, I am now 120 years old. But people were angry about the requirement, saying, my birthday, my private information, my choice to release it. Apparently, well, just like Delete Facebook has been trending recently, Delete Instagram began trending. Even on Instagram itself, Delete Instagram was trending until they nipped that in the bud. This morning, I found something unusual. Delete Instagram, which was trending on Twitter yesterday, was no longer trending on Twitter. And though anything that's trending or has trended in the past will come up on autofill, the hashtag would not autofill. And that means, that means... That Twitter stopped the hashtag. Twitter itself stopped the hashtag. Okay, so I contacted Twitter this morning to see if they were paid by Instagram to remove the hashtag and they have yet to respond by podcast time. I'll let you know on Monday if they decide to respond. So that's it. Back to normal. Thanks so much for listening. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Friday, February 18th, 2022. Friday, February 18th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. Uh, Bring someone with you uh, uh, today or this weekend or whenever. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions insights or fights at cyberclops, CYBERCLOPS and remember <clears throat> always remember government profit is measured by the betterment of the people don't you ever forget that very important uh and if if you want me to if you want to give me a story or something tweet to me the, the story or if you want to school me on something or argue with me about something. I love arguing with people. I was arguing with a cop all day, uh, day before yesterday for like two hours. I was arguing with a cop. He was a right-wing cop and I was arguing politics with him. I doubt he's listening to my podcast if he listened to it yesterday, because he would be annoyed. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for being here. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.